Welcome to Illinois Family Spotlight, a conversation about issues of the day from a biblical perspective, as well as highlights from interviews, conferences, and events. Here's Monty Larrick. Thanks for making Illinois Family Spotlight part of your day. We're featuring remarks made by the Reverend Charles Moody at the Foundations of Faith and Family Conference hosted by the Spirit of Liberty Church of God in Markham. The Reverend Moody is the pastor of Chicago City Life Center Church. His congregation is engaged in several outreach ministries in the Southside Inglewood community. In the book of Isaiah 6-8, he says, Then I heard a voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? And who will go for us? And I said, here I am, send me. When we moved to Chicago, we had no church. We had no job, just a call to go to the south side of Chicago and to be his witness, to do life ministry, not just have a church where people get excited about Jesus and go home and there's no transformation. But the Lord called us to live in this community and to minister and to see changes in this challenging community, to see economical change, to see academic change, to see families restored, and that people will be transformed by the blood of Jesus Christ. So the Lord called us to this community. I just want to remind us today from the book of Ephesians 6.12. It says, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood. I've been living in this community, and folks do not hear. I don't understand some of the things that take place, but the Lord continues to remind me that our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against rulers, against authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces evil of evil in the heavenly realm. There's evil, and there's a spiritual darkness within our community. We understand what's going on. But if the community is going to be changed, if these challenging communities are going to be changed, it's not going to be because of our government. It's not because the government abandoned these communities. But I believe the answer is the church. The answer is the church. The answer is the church. It's the church. I believe that God is calling the church to stand up. Amen? These communities became violent. These communities became poor and gang-ridden because the church left. See, some of the strongest and biggest churches was in the city of Chicago because that's where all the people was back in the days. But when the community started to change, the church got up and left because their families was going to the suburbs. So the church said, well, the money's going to the suburbs. Let me follow the, the money to the suburbs. And the church left. The church left the community, and today we're sitting there and we're saying, why is all this happening? It's because the church left. They left. And now we're trying to come back and fix. But I thank God for the blood of Jesus Christ. Because the blood is what's going to change things. Amen? The men and women of God moved out. I believe God is raising up a remnant. Don't look for a crowd. But a small remnant who believe that God is able to do what he said he's going to do. America needs godly models. Since my family moved into Chicago, we had people who was on government assistance. And because they started working at the church, they, know they was making more money than the government was paying them. 
And the government came to them and said, you're making too much money. You're cut off. One lady came to me and said, Pastor Moody, what if I lose my job? I said, what if you don't? Fear has gripped folks. The government has been spoon feeding folks for so long that they're afraid that the spoon may not come back. But we got to continue to build their faith to believe that God is your provider. Not the government, not a man, but God is your provider. Amen. But what inner cities need, what America need is godly models. See, Jesus says to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. And the second is to love your neighbor as yourself. I challenge churches with this. Do you know your neighbor? There's no way that we can love God and not love our neighbors. And if you love God and you don't know your neighbor's name, I need to know what God do you love? Because the God that I love tells me I better love my neighbors. If I love my neighbor, I better know what's going on in the schools. And I'm going to share with you guys some of the things that we do at the school. Because you want to talk about problem solving. We could talk, but we got to mean business. I tell people in my church, talk is cheap. Talk is cheap. Don't come to me talking because talk is cheap. If you're not willing to get dirty, get out my face. I need folks who's going to get dirty and be boots on the ground. Don't, don't tell me about all the bad things that's going on if you're not willing to get dirty. And I'm here to tell you today, if you really want to see change, it starts with prayer. It starts with prayer. I don't mean praying for the schools. I'm talking about praying for you. Pray that God begin to change your heart and begin to give you a burden. Ask God to begin to give me your heart, Lord. Father, break my heart for the things that break yours. And I'm telling you, God will begin to break your heart for the things that broke his. Listen, I was the dude who used to go to church. I gave my life to Jesus Christ when I was 19 years old. I didn't believe in God. I didn't grow up in church. I did go to a Catholic school and it kicked me out. I did go to a Christian school and they used to paddle me every day and they kicked me out. God has a sense of humor because that same school that kicked me out, I became the principal of. See, the Lord was preparing me to be the principal. But I gave my life to the Lord at 19. And for eight years, I used to drive up this street in Yonkers, New York, called Ashburton. And I used to go to church every Sunday morning. And I used to drive up this street for eight years. I drive up this street, get, go into church, sit in my favorite seat, praise God, and then come back from church and go down that street. And I got challenged. Let's go, let's go after God. I had a friend say, let's go after God. I, I, I didn't see the impact of the gospel of Jesus Christ in my life. And I began to pray and I began to ask God, help me, Lord. Use me for your glory. Father, break my heart for the things that break yours. And God began to open my eyes. And that street that I used to go up for eight years, I started to see the crack addicts. I started to see the gangbangers. I started, I started to have a heart for God. And God began to do things. I went to Dream Center in L.A. And I went in there, and these folks was reaching gangbangers, homeless, the drug addict, um, self women, women and children with sex traffic. They, and, and I went into this building that used to be a hospital, and I was so overwhelmed. And when I came back home, there was this um, lady from Ghana who came to the church with her one-year-old son in February with shorts on. 
And I said, you know what? Because us good Christians don't ask questions. We just respond, right? So I said, you want food? Before she gave me an answer, we went, bought her food, brought her to her house. She had food. I said, food ain't the issue. Didn't have a long enough conversation to see what the issue was. So I said, you know what? We're going to come back and get you. My wife is going to pick you up, bring you to church. Brought her to church that night. That woman, my wife brought her back home. She cried and said to my wife, please don't leave me here. That lady struggled with... Um, paranoia schizophrenia my wife brings the lady to my house with her one-year-old son and they live with us for an entire year and you know what good christians was telling me don't do it don't bring them to your house if you ever deal with the mentally ill they would never leave your house don't bring them in your house so i'm supposed to sit back and watch that lady die and her son go into the government system I said, no, no, I'm going to believe that God is going to do a work. And in six months, her mind was restored. In six months, she was able to get a job. In six months, she was able to get her own apartment. God began to break my heart for the things that broke us. I'm here to tell you today, if you're going to see transformation, it starts with us. It starts with us beginning to pray because we could talk all you want. You could draw up all the legislation you want. But I'm telling you, if we're going to see true transformation, it starts with prayer. It starts with prayer. Listen, I'm a busy guy. I do a lot of stuff. I'm about to tell you some of the stuff that we do here. I just want you to know that I'm not just here to, to just talk to you. Amen. I'm not, I don't just want you to know. See, in our church, let me just talk about it. when I was in church. I was a model Christian. If I was in your church, you would have loved us. We tithed. We gave to missions. We gave to special offerings. We gave to the pastors. We volunteered as youth leader. I told you I became the principal of the academy. I was in church three times a week. So I didn't just tithe on Sunday. I gave offering on Wednesdays and Friday. I was your model Christian citizen. But all those years, I told you, I wasn't consumed with the people outside the walls of the church. I was so busy with doing the church business in the wall that I never seen the people outside. So busy inside the church. Not seeing, not don't care about what's going on in the public schools because my kids was in the private school at the church. We lived in the church. The church was our world. But then you start to see that our children begin to be influenced by those who are going to these public schools and bringing it in the church. Because just because your kids is in the church don't mean that the stuff going in the public school is not in the church. They in there, amen? But I, the Lord reminds me of this, amen? The things that God is concerned about, those things didn't concern me. And the Lord says this, the Lord is not slow in keeping his promise as some understand slowness. He is patient, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. God wants everyone to come to repentance. People matter to God. The work that you're doing matters to God because it's easy to prevent than to try to fix later on in life. But we need to get the heartbeat of God. At our church at Chicago City Life Center, we have a church that our whole purpose is to reach the community. In the immigrant community, we don't believe in serving people. We believe giving, helping you so that you could help yourself and then help your family. But God didn't call us to just serve people. He called us to disciple them. Amen. Right. 
to teach them the word of God so that he could use them for his glory. So we have two open gym nights where we open the gym for the community. We've been doing this for nine years, and in nine years, we only had four fights in Inglewood. Four fights, the gangbangers come in and say, when they're ready to fight, they'll be like, Pastor Moody, I'm leaving, because they respect what we're doing so much. We operate a preschool that we had for nine years to help parents go back to work or go to school. We cut all the red tape and have private donors that that blesses us with donations so that parents could go to work or go back to school. See, because we believe that if children see parents going to work and going to school, it's a model. You know what? They automatically just say, oh, I'm supposed to go to school. I'm supposed to go to college. I'm supposed to go to work instead of hanging out. So we said, let's do this. I pitched this idea to a businessman. He said, I love it. We cut through all the red tape because illiteracy was big in our community. And some people didn't even know that they could put their children in preschool. I said, you didn't know? No. I thought I had to wait. So you know what happened to women who wait five years to put their child, children in school? They get pregnant. And guess what? They wait another five years. Ten years just have gone past and they haven't worked. And they get pregnant. You talk about 15 years of not working. So we volunteer in the public school weekly. I go in there to the public school when I walk through the building. You're the pastor, Pastor Moody, come here. Aiden is having a bad day. Could you pray for him? The teacher is asking me to pray for Aiden. I said, Aiden, could I pray for you? He said, yeah, you could pray. I said, close your eyes, Aiden, and I pray. So every week we're in the public school. I'm out with the kids at recess. I get to say whatever I want. I get to pray for them. In our community, listen, maybe in Naperville it won't work, but in our community they like, listen, we need all the help we can get. So come on, Pastor, come on, pray for them. Uh, so we in there, we're given the opportunity to pray for the kids. We're on the streets three times a week. We feed folks. We bring out job opportunity, medical information to make sure that folks have hope. So I just don't want to feed their stomach, but we want them to leave with hope. I call it my hope table so that they could have some hope when they leave us. But we partner with the police department. The police department in Chicago, second district, shut down streets so that we could do outreaches in the community. They allow me to go into the police precinct and preach to the migrants that's there and try to give them opportunities. We partner with the park districts. You ever heard of VBS? They allow us to do VBS, Vacation Bible School, with the kids at the park district, playing our Christian music. I got a bouncy house, so I bring the bouncy house and they let me go crazy. We host teams from all over the nation at our church, and they spend a week with us. The media kills Chicago. People think everybody's a killer in Chicago. And these teams come from all over, and they spend a week with us, and they see that these folks in Chicago is a little bit more hospitable. It's for real. But I think Chicago is one of the most hospitable places I've been. I knock on people's door to pray for them. They invite me in their house. They be like, come in, pastor. And can't call everybody in the family. The pastor's here. He want to pray for you. I've been in some houses, smoke weed, gangbangers all around. But you got that mama in there that tell you the pastor is here to pray. And all them young guys is coming, getting up and getting prayed. Teams all over to engage our community. The Reverend Charles Moody, the pastor of Chicago City Life Center Church in the Southside Inglewood community. More of his remarks from the Foundations of Faith and Family Conference after this. With a one minute look at culture from a Christian worldview, I'm John Stone Street with The Point. 
Unapologetic anti-Semitism, whether the incidents are few or numerous, is a college phenomenon because of what we teach and how our teachings are exploited by malign actors. Now that's a line you'd expect to hear from a right-wing activist or conservative think tank, but it came from Harry Lewis, a Harvard grad, Harvard professor, and former Harvard dean. In an article, Reaping What We've Taught, Lewis took his own school to task. Quote, when complex social and political histories are oversimplified as Manichaean struggles between oppressed people and their oppressors, the powerless and the powerful, the just and the wicked, a veneer of academic respectability is applied to the ugly old stereotype of Jews as evil but deviously successful people, end quote. It's not easy in today's academic environment to point out that the emperor has no clothes. But that's what Lewis did. Ideas have consequences, but so does courage. So let's hope others in ivory towers are willing to call out the dangerous ideas that control these institutions. For the Colson Center, I'm John Stone Street. America's chaplain faces jail time for the crime of being an American. Chaplain Stephen Lee tells his story 6.30 p.m. Friday, March 15th at the Church of Christian Liberty in Arlington Heights. Find out more at IllinoisFamily.org. We're going to fight this thing. This is bigger than me. When disasters strike, Chaplain Lee provides pastoral care. He comforted after 9-11, Columbine, and when 2020 election fraud charges surfaced in Georgia, he offered spiritual help and guidance, but a left-wing prosecutor wants to silence him. This transcends politics, things like faith, family, and freedom. So we're going to stand. Help Chaplain Lee fight for freedom. Join him 6.30 p.m. Friday, March 15th at the Church of Christian Liberty in Arlington Heights. Find out more at IllinoisFamily.org, IllinoisFamily.org. Thanks for joining Illinois Family Spotlight. We're highlighting remarks made by the Reverend Charles Moody during the Foundations of Faith and Family Conference hosted by the Spirit of Liberty Church of God in Markham. The Reverend Moody is the pastor of Chicago City Life Center Church. The church is in the process of building a maternity house in the Southside Inglewood community. We're starting a pregnancy center out of the church. Amen. I believe we're the only pregnancy center, I can't remember, from like the hundreds all the way to like, I think South Loop from, so that's as far as the South to the North to the lake. We will be the only resource center in the area. And there's 13 abortion clinics in Chicago. We're the only one, we're the only one. So they brought this, they brought pass in and they said, all we need is space. Well, I don't know about you guys, but in the daytime at my church, it's not like we have a whole lot of people there. And I said, I have space. And they said, we will provide RN nurse, a technician to do the sonograms. Um, we will provide the ultrasound machine, the examination bed. We will train advocates. We will even pay somebody in your church to be the manager of the organization. I said, get out of here. <laughs> this sounds too good to be true. So I said, let's do it. And when you talk about spiritual attacks is real. There was a lady by the name of Miss Susie. And Miss Susie was gun ho She was ready to go. We're going to start this thing like at the beginning of 2023. And at the beginning of 2023, Susie dies. And I remember telling my wife, we got to be on our P's and Q's because the enemy is going to come after us. But we're starting. But imagine being the first person when someone comes and take that pregnancy test, that you're the first person they get to speak to. 
Like that's the opportunity we have. When my wife and I had conceived our first child, it ended in abortion. And I tell people, I'm not somebody who's telling you what I read in a book. I'm telling you that when I went into that clinic, that lady looked at us with so much concern. And she said, you guys are young. You're vibrant. You have plans for your life. You don't have it to bring a child into this world. And we ended. And I always tell people, even though God has forgiven me, the wound is still there. I tell people, I don't want you to go and create that wound in your life. Look at the redeeming God that we have. He's a redeeming God that because of that, now we get to sit with folks who's going to come into our church. And when they find out they're pregnant and they're scared and they don't know what they're going to do, that I could say we have a God that will provide. There's a God of hope that God knew that this baby would be conceived, that he has a plan and a purpose for this baby. And we're going to support you. We're going to support you. We're going to help you if you need finances. If you need housing, we're going to help you. We're going to do what we need to do to help you to bring this baby to life. Amen? Listen, God has given, redeemed us and he's given us an opportunity to save even more babies. We want when the women come into this building that they will be inspired. That they will be inspired to bring life. We want the building to even give life. We want to be able to store energy and reuse water and teach folks to be efficient with their life. As these women are there, we want them to be able to be discipled, right? And what we're creating on the south side of Chicago, we will be the only maternity house on the south side of Chicago. The only one. And what we're saying to these young people and what we're saying to these ladies is this, that you matter to us so much that we're going to provide the resources so that you can make the proper choice. These ladies don't want to kill their babies. 38% of all the abortions in America is from the African-American community. And we're only 13%, 13% and 38% of abortions is from the African-American community. That tells me, no, this is targeted. This is targeted. But the message that's given to this community is important. And I'm here to tell you today that our message has to be that we care. And this pregnancy center, the Southside Life House, is screaming that we care. We care for you and your child that's in your womb. A matter of fact, you could stay there for up to three years. And we're saying bring your other children with you too. You don't have to leave your, leave your other children. But we're not trying to end it there. We're going to go after the men too and say you have a responsibility. Stop running from child support and be a dad. A lot of men don't want to be dads because they're afraid that they're going to get hit with that child support. But I'm saying to dad, you got to be there. So we're not just working with mom, but we're working with dads. And we have other plans to build some townhouses and reverse what the government has said. The government has said that if you keep the man out the house, we'll give you all these benefits. I'm saying if you get married, let me show you what the benefits you will be able to get. We're going to reverse that. So we are on the second phase. We did the concept, we're on the second phase. But we've been believing God. But we are saving babies. We're saving moms, amen. We will help them with pregnancy care, family counseling, transitional care. We want them to leave this building not depending on no government. We want them to be able to leave and go right into ownership, amen. So please pray for us. Pray for us as we continue to build this, amen. But we are there to support these women in our family through pregnancy, through all that they need. Amen. The Reverend Charles Moody, the pastor of Chicago City Life Center Church in Inglewood. 
For more information about the church and its ministries, go to chicagocitylifecenter.org. Please support the work of the Illinois Family Institute. To give, click Donate on the IllinoisFamily.org homepage or call IFI at 708-781-9328. Be sure to join IFI for a special forum on dangerous drugs, 7 p.m. Monday, January 22nd at Grace Fellowship Church in Oak Forest. To find out more, click events at IllinoisFamily.org. Also, go to IllinoisFamily.org to sign on for IFI email updates. Keep IFI in your prayers and tell your family and friends about Illinois Family Spotlight. Until next time, stay healthy, stay active, and God bless. For more information about Illinois Family Spotlight, visit ifiaction.org. And to email questions and comments, do so at feedback at ifiaction.org.